Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast, as well as History Makers TV. If you're watching from our YouTube channel, make sure to like and subscribe, and also subscribe to Transformation Generation Podcast. We are pumping out content. We are waist deep, chest deep in this provocative, controversial series called A Mature Apostolic Prophetic. Uh, This is what we need. We need a mature body. And when the two are able to work together, the church can truly be established. And we'll talk more about that. But I want to talk about today, are there any Canadian prophets left? (laughs) Are there any Canadian prophets left? This has actually become a point of discussion within Canada. We often assume that every country has some prophets and and we kind of broad brush stroke that everybody who prophesies is a prophet and and this is this is a question that's emerged as of late are there any canadian prophets left and of course there are uh, great prophetic companies and and different movements prophetic movements we have a rich history in canada of prophetic voices and prophets but even now one of our more prominent Uh, prophetic companies. Uh, Even the leader of it, she has said, I'm not a prophet. So this begs the question, is Canada having a prophetic drought of sorts or what really is going on in Canada? Well, firstly, it's important that we lay a biblical foundation that there are basically three levels when it comes to the prophetic. And this is sort of just basic foundation, but you have the office of prophet, which is the New Testament upgraded model, uh, which we've talked about in the series. If you've missed that, you can go back and catch those. But it's a different dispensation, and it is an upgrade, actually. The New Testament prophet, we read throughout the New Testament, there are prophets that are, are there. So that's a done deal. Then there is the gift of prophecy. There are people who have a gift of prophecy, and they prophesy and exhortation, comfort, consolation. We see that in the New Testament. And then, of course, there's the spirit of prophecy, where all can prophesy. And that's a phrase I want to hone in on for a moment. But when you look at the prophet Joel and what what was declared there, and we see it in Acts chapter 2 and verse 17, Joel is quoted and it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. We know this scripture. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. One of the reasons that sons and daughters, old men, shall see visions. One of the reasons that this is mentioned here is because God is trying to paint a picture that all get to tap into, (laughs) all get to tap into this dispensation and outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the earth. And so all can prophesy. All are dreaming dreams. It's sort of a fulfillment of what Moses longed for, that all could hear the voice of God and prophesy. However, not all are prophets. 
All right. So one of the things we've run into here in Canada, we've seen some ups and downs in our nation with the prophetic movement over the years. Some prophets have left and there are some that are actually emerging at this time. By and large, though, when you survey the Canadian landscape, you see a nation almost on the other side <laughs> or uh, of war or troublesome times or the voice of the Lord being scarce in the land. Nations actually go through this, but God never leaves them alone. But I would venture to say that so many uh, prophetic voices in Canada are just that. Prophetic voices, they can prophesy, but they're not necessarily prophets. There are people in Canada who prophesy, and there are people who make even declarations. And they, they join with the prophets, and they make declarations, and they prophesy uh, in, in that particular way. Now, prophets are a little bit of a mixed bag. They are hard to handle if it's a real governmental, national prophet. There's just a lot that goes along with that. And today I won't venture down the road of, of what they carry too deeply, but they shift nations. They speak a word and things happen. It's not even always a prediction per se, but they speak something and then stuff starts to happen. <laughs> and uh, they're just, it's very notable and very obvious and very clear. And what I believe has taken place in the nation of Canada, because not all are prophets, but all can prophesy. We've got a lot of prophesying going on, and that's wonderful. May we continue to stir that up. May we continue to dream dreams and see visions. And we all kind of have that. Some have the gift of prophecy. We have gifted prophetic people uh, in the land, but not all are prophets. One of the things that Canada is beginning to come out of is a hold, and I believe that the hold has everything to do with a principality. Uh, we've talked about Jezebel, we've talked about the political spirit, which you'll often see among prophetic people and politics. You'll see the political spirit will find its way uh, from the political realm right into how prophecy is stewarded. And then ultimately, whether it's the political spirit or Jezebel, you'll find the territorial demons. You'll find the territorial spirit that doesn't like others to rise because they want to maintain territory. Remembering what the New Testament tells us, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities. So our fight is not really with people, but our fight is with principalities that rule in Canada and they take territory and they don't want to let it go. So what you'll often find in the Canadian landscape, and if you're listening, I know we've got viewers and listeners from other nations, is you'll find this kind of socialistic thing where it's called corporate unity and we all need to come in and come under and lay down our gifts. And, and usually there's one person in the midst of the crowd, though, that is lording themselves over others. And they maintain a hold on territory, almost like a prophetic monopoly. We have a monopoly on this. And one of the signs that you'll see the territorial spirit there is they'll say things like, you can't prophesy here unless you submit those prophecies through us. We are sort of the prophetic gatekeepers. They have de deemed themselves that. And so prophecies have to come through them. Uh, and I'm not throwing out the judging of a word. Wherever a word is given, we need people who judge it. That's just 
New Testament wisdom and protocol. So I'm not talking about that, but the control factor, and you know it when you run into it. One of the other things you'll find surrounding the territorial spirit is political tools that undercut. Uh, you'll find everything from gossip to ambition, to lying, exaggerating, uh, undercutting, slander, tailbearing, what tailbearing is, talking about, and rallying people against a righteous person. We kind of touched on that in a previous episode about unholy agreement, where they came in agreement uh, to the king against Daniel. And, and those, those agreements set up power structures that actually become Christian witchcraft. <laughs> they, they actually, those agreements become Christian witchcraft against somebody that God wants to use in the nation. And Canada is uh, ripe with that. You just run into that. And, and we know that. And we seek the Lord's deliverance uh, for our land in this area. But when you see those tools being used, the political tools that undercut and condemn and write off and all of that, you know there's a territorial spirit at work. And if you get too close to it, what you think is a simple sit-down conversation, uh, actually you get pulled into a whirlwind of drama. I know that the Bible doesn't say drama, <laughs> but that's one of the, the things you'll run into with a territorial spirit is the drama of it all. And so uh, for Canada, what we've seen now is a drought of true prophets because of the territorial nature of the Jezebel political spirit concoction. And one thing that I believe God is doing in this hour is he's beginning to allow a great upheaval. He's allowing some things to be provoked, some discussions to happen, and a level of humility to land on our prophetic voices where we either choose to dig our heels in or humble ourselves. Nobody can take anything from you if God's given you a ministry. So what's the big deal? If we can humble ourselves and say, okay, Lord, we just lay this on the table here that God, what are you doing in the land? What are you saying? And we search our hearts. We allow Holy Spirit to do the deep work. Those, uh, that posture of humility actually has the power to disarm the Jezebel political spirit. It's very powerful. When you look at Jesus Christ, the high point of his ministry where all authority in heaven and on earth was on the other side of, was hanging half naked, surrendered on a cross. That's a posture. That was not a protest. That was not an attack, fighting for position, um, him needing to prove himself as the son of God, um, feeling threatened, insecure, uh, needing to really undercut the Pharisees in the eyes of the crowd. You know, all of this kind of thing just wasn't necessary because he was functioning according to a higher uh, altitude of operation. And as he surrendered himself unto death on a cross, all authority was given to him. I believe our nation is at a place of genuine surrender and the need of humility to finally dethrone uh, the spirit of Jezebel and this political spirit that holds territory in Canada, keeping prophets from rising, keeping a greater company of prophets from rising because they are out there. 
There's prophetic voices right across the country that are coming out of the caves and saying, I didn't even know I was allowed to prophesy or I tried to submit my word to the, 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 the prophet kings and queens and, and I didn't even get an answer. You know, there's this kind of mafia-esque monopoly and God is raising up these emerging ones in the spirit of all can prophesy. And that's what's beginning to happen. The prophets and prophetic voices and gifted people are coming out of the caves and Jezebel and this political spirit is losing its grip. And this is exciting. This is good news. But if we really want to take territory back, we have to walk this thing out with genuine humility, willing to lay down our agenda, our insecurity, our fear of losing something, our fear of somebody take, uh, taking something from us. And as we operate in that humility and on Honor. I don't even have time today to, to get started on the dishonor factor that finds its way into the prophetic movements in Canada. But as we operate in humility and honor, you will see that Jezebel won't have anything to work with. You'll see that this territorial spirit just loses property, loses ground as authority from heaven is given to you and rests on you and you're able to execute. For some of you watching, you know what it feels like to have authority in a nation. Even if that nation has a principality, I would often get my butt kicked in Canada and, and <laughs> go through betrayal, go through all different things. But when I would enter another nation, because of what I went through and the humility that it brought, I was able to carry a fresh authority that gave me immunity in some nations that have some heavy-duty principalities. I was able to walk in there, bring breakthrough, equip leaders, and it seemed just effortless in some of these nations I would go to, and then I would fly home to Canada and get a fresh dose of humility. <laughs> I would witness the dishonor and the betrayal and the backbiting and the territorial spirit. Don't touch this. This is ours. This is my territory. And some of you watching might even think this is exaggeration, but um, if you get in and dig into this, you will find there are people, even apostolic voices that say, you cannot come in to this city and minister without getting my blessing. And you have this going on, sometimes overtly, uh, sometimes not so overt, uh, but it's there. This is also, if you've wondered where the Canadian apostles are, this is also the same kind of thing that has worked against the apostles in the land. What am I saying? When you combine all of that together, you get a nation in the state that our nation is in. You have very weak prophets, if any. You have a form of apostleship with all the theory and bells and whistles and business cards, but no real power to subdue a nation. And you have ruling principalities that sit here undisturbed, unprovoked, while we fight with each other, dishonor each other, try to grab territory, uh, undercut. And we do all of that. Meanwhile, this ruling power sits and holds territory in Canada. Well, I say enough is enough. It's time for the prophets of God and prophetic voices to arise in the nation freely. 
unsubdued. It's time for the apostles and apostolic leaders to share revelation that makes a difference in the Canadian church, to be able to build freely without having to expend their energies on fighting over territory with each other. It's time for the church, the Canadian church, to be truly established on the apostles and prophets. This era is called establishment. This is the Elisha technology. We talked about Elijah shouting from the mountain, uh, can a nation be saved in a day? And we, we, we yelled, we shouted, and God did answer by fire, but the nation wasn't changed. The Elisha technology was down from the mountain, feet on the ground, plowing in the field, working with Jehu, the apostolic. When you can get rid of all this other garbage, you'll have a truly apostolic prophetic synergy that dethrones Jezebel, that transforms a nation and takes ground, leading, an leading the nation down a trajectory that launches it into the fullness of its destiny as a healing to the other nations of the world. I dare you to argue with me on this. This is just a reality and you know it in your spirit. One of the things I was amazed with with this particular series is, and I, I, I was careful with the Jezebel spirit in addressing all this, but I was shocked by how many people right across the country reached out to me and said, yes, yes, this is it. We feel this. We know this. And, uh, and these were people that some of them were afraid to even <laughs> say that publicly in the comments section uh, because we're afraid of losing territory. We're afraid of losing speaking engagements. We're afraid of losing our place within networks. We're afraid of not pleasing the people we think have power. And we come down off our cross and we try to hold on to things for ourselves and we enthrone Jezebel utilizing tools of dishonor that keep us bound. I was astonished that the body, just like the human body, knows when it's sick. The Canadian church knows that it's sick. The Canadian church knows the state it's in. I have been amazed as just as of late, we've been more overt with speaking the truth and we're seeing the church rise up and say, yes, they are deeming these words as true. And they are saying, yes, it's time for us to put the past behind, the childish things behind and shift into a mature, both apostolic and prophetic company. <laughs> and see the Canadian church established. Wow. Take this, take this word, revisit it, share it within your network, share it within your spheres, and let's join hearts and faith to put an end to the stuckness that the Canadian charismatic church has been in and ultimately our nation. It's why we haven't been able to do much. We've been too busy fighting with each other. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV. 